This is the 23rd installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. As we outlined in Ear to the Ground number 22, federal farm policy has a major impact on everything from how our land is taken care of and the economic health of our rural communities to what our children eat in school and the safety of our food supply. The next Farm Bill, which is supposed to be written in 2007, will have major impacts in all of these areas years down the road. That's why Southwest Minnesota crop and livestock farmer Paul Sobosinski recently testified at a field hearing of the U.S. House Agriculture Committee. During his testimony, Sobosinski, who is also a policy program organizer for the Land Stewardship Project, outlined LSP's priorities for the upcoming Farm Bill. Here is Sobosinski reading from his testimony. Today, in my testimony, on behalf of the Land Stewardship Project, I would like to emphasize three key areas that the next Farm Bill needs to include and address. They are, one, commodity reform, two, further development and expanding of the conservation security program, and three, support for a new farm initiative. Commodity reform. The current commodity title is broken. We need significant reform and a commodity program that costs less, works better for farmers, and decreases the amount of environmental degradation happening on the landscape of rural America. In addition, and maybe most importantly, current commodity provisions in the Farm Bill end up being a big subsidy for Cargill, Smithfield, and other large-scale corporate livestock operations and end-users of grain who thrive and prefer a cheap grain policy. Instead of Christensen Farms Incorporated paying the full cost of their feed bill, they now have the American taxpayer paying a substantial chunk. Conservation Security Program. This Conservation Security Program needs to be further developed and expanded. CSP is the bridge to the nation's taxpayers. Citizens support the idea of rewarding farmers for increasing their stewardship and enhancing our nation's landscape for our children's future. We cannot afford to keep generating the unsustainable soil loss and severe water quality problems caused by destructive ag production practices that are driven by the current policy. CSP needs to be adequately funded. For CSP to make a difference for family farmers and the land, Congress must fund it at least $1 to $2 billion per year in the 2007 Farm Bill. Because of the lack of funding, many farmers who signed up and qualified for CSP were unable to get contracts and participate in this popular program. In 2006, for example, of the 8,570 applications for CSP, only 4,404 producers received contracts. When the 2000 Farm Bill was completed, and before the ink was dry, the deal that was done to address the concerns of the total agriculture and environmental community was brokered by Congress, continuing lifting dollars out of CSP for every supplemental appropriations bill since 2002. By strengthening CSP in the next Farm Bill, we can build a bridge with the public to support conservation on working farmlands. Continuous sign-up, or at least an annual sign-up, is crucial to encouraging producers to achieve conservation outcomes. 
right now, if a farmer cannot meet CSP qualifying criteria in one area, they have to wait a decade or more to even have the opportunity to sign up again. This misses the opportunity to achieve conservation outcomes by getting producers up to the level where they can excel in CSP. With continuous or annual sign-up, many could take action to meet the qualifying criteria and get in the program within a year. Coupled with nationwide enrollment and continuous sign-up will mean CSP can produce tremendous conservation outcomes all across the country. CSP must remain in Title II and under the direction of the Natural Resource Conservation Service, the USDA Conservation Professionals. Attempts to change CSP into a version of green payments component of the commodity tile is a political non-starter and would put CSP under the control of agencies and interests whose expertise is not conservation but commodity crop production. Sustainable and organic farming practices need to be better recognized in CSP. The Soil Condition Index, a tool in CSP for measuring soil trends, need to be supplemented with the Soil Management Assessment Framework or Soil Quality Index, which are more accurate measurements of soil trends and quality. In its current form, CSP does not sufficiently recognize some important sustainable farming practices such as resource conservation crop rotation and organic farming systems, limited or reduced pesticide use, including recognition of farming operations that use no pesticides, forage crops and rotation, which is important in protecting water quality. New Farm Initiative. The New Farm Initiative is a package of policies to support new types of farms, including farmers growing food for local communities and regional markets and beginning farmers and ranchers starting on the land. It is a major cross-cutting initiative that addresses in a comprehensive fashion the need of beginning farmers and ranchers as well as farmers rebeginning their operations to meet the increased demand by consumers for safe, healthful, locally grown food. For new farmers, barriers to entry include difficulty finding viable farming opportunities, ineffective entry strategies, over-reliance on debt financing, inability to acquire initial capital investment, difficulty obtaining credit, and insurance for non-traditional farming enterprises and approaches to farming shortages of farm mentoring opportunities, and lack of access to good training in management, marketing, and communication skills necessary for success in new and value-added opportunities. The next Farm Bill needs to have a special emphasis on support for beginning and new farmers. The face of American agriculture is changing, and its future depends on the ability of new family farmers and ranchers to enter agriculture. Providing opportunities for beginning farmers and ranchers, including minority or new immigrant farmers, is also important for rural communities, as well as the viability of our nation's rural businesses, schools, and other community institutions. Policy options include, one, enhancing and providing significant mandatory farm bill funding for the beginning farmer and rancher development program. 
The Beginning Farmer and Rancher Development Program, authorized in Section 7405 of the 2002 Farm Bill, is the first USDA program other than farm credit debt financing programs targeted specifically to beginning farmers and ranchers to be administrated by the USDA Cooperative State Education and Extension Service. This competitive grant program will fund education, extension outreach, and technical assistance initiatives directed at new farming operations. It is targeted especially for collaborative local, state, and regional-based networks and partnerships to support financial and entrepreneurial training, mentoring, and apprenticeship program, land link programs involving farm transfers and transition practices and education and outreach activities to assist beginning farmers and ranchers. Such networks and partnerships may include cooperative extension, community-based non-government organizations, relevant USDA and state agencies, universities, community colleges, and other appropriate partners. Not less than 25% of the funds appropriated for this program are targeted to limited resource socially disadvantaged beginning farmers and ranchers and to farm workers seeking to become farmers or ranchers. There is a 25% cash or in-kind matching requirement. Grant terms may not exceed three years. The program also establishes education teams made up of representatives of colleges and universities, cooperative extension, non-governmental organizations and agencies whose task is to develop curriculum and educational modules geared to different regions and farming systems for use in a variety of educational settings and available online from the USDA. The curriculum and education modules could include segments on new markets, new crops, and value-added enterprises. As part of the 2007 Farm Bill New Farm Initiative, the beginning farmer and rancher development program should be authorized and granted at least $20 million a year in annual mandatory farm bill funding. Funding for the curriculum development teams should be capped at no greater than 20% of the total funding. Language should be added to ensure regional balance in the allocation of funding. Priority should be given to partnerships and collaborations that include non-government and community-based organizations with expertise in new farmer training and outreach. Refugee and immigrant farmers should be specifically included in the list of groups eligible for the 25% funding set aside. A new section on grant evaluation criteria should be added and should include a focus on relevancy, technical merit, expertise, and a track record of the principal partners' participation evaluation, outcome-based reporting, and plans for communicating findings and results beyond the immediate target audience. Land Stewardship Farm Beginnings. The Land Stewardship Farm Beginnings is one example of how this program could succeed. The Land Stewardship Project Farm Beginnings course, a 10-month course in which participants learn goal setting, financial planning, business plan creation, alternative marketing, and low-cost sustainable farming techniques gives the Land Stewardship Project a unique position 
to understand and contribute to policy options that will be of real assistance to beginning farmers and ranches. The course enlists established farmers and other professionals such as lenders and ag business instructors to present at seminars providing a strong foundation of community resource networks and contracts for those interested in farming. Farm Beginnings also moves onto the land itself where participants can take part in on-farm field days. During the first eight years of the Farm Beginnings program, over 220 people have completed the course and 60% of those graduates are farming. In addition to the education and training, the Land Searcher Project has initiated a, a livestock loan program through a grant from Heifer International. This program has helped 18 families build equity with dairy and beef cattle and other livestock. Farm beginnings is in demand in other states, with pilot programs now taking place in Illinois, Missouri, and Nebraska. Access to credit and land. One of the greatest struggles beginning farmers and ranchers with limited resource face is difficulty obtaining credit and land for new or innovative farming approaches. Changing current USDA programs and looking at new ideas in the upcoming 2007 Farm Bill to strengthen beginning farmers and ranchers' ability to access credit and land include, but are not limited to the following. Demand tax incentives that include sellers and renters of land to connect with beginning farmers and ranchers. Some states in the Midwest are implementing similar tax incentive concepts. At the federal level, one solution that could contribute to state efforts would be to remove the prohibition on loan guarantees being used in conjunction with some state beginning farmer Aggie bonds programs. This would make interest income tax exempt if earned on loans or contract land sales to beginning farmers and ranchers, providing an incentive to lend and sell land to beginning farmers. Attention also needs to be paid to options that can help beginning farmers and ranchers deal with encroaching development pressures. Establishing an individual account program modeled after California FarmLink would be helpful. The 2007 Farm Bill should institute a broader rural entrepreneurship IDA program that includes funding targeted targeted to special needs of beginning farmers and ranchers by creating a match savings account designed to assist those of modest means in establishing a pattern of saving. The savings can be used by beginning farmers and ranchers to invest in their operations and operating capital. Expand the land contract guarantees established in the beginning farmer land contract program which allows USDA to provide loan guarantees to sellers who self-finance sale of land to beginning farmers and ranches. Currently, a program is operating in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, and California. This program should be made permanent and applied nationwide. Reform the Down Payment Loan Program, which has been successful in the past, 
One reform would be to fix the interest rate provision to allow beginning farmers and ranchers to receive loans set under the FSA floating rate at a fixed percentage of 4% or less. Prioritizing conservation incentives. The conservation title of the 2002 Farm Bill authorized the Secretary of Agriculture to provide incentives to beginning farmers and ranchers and limited resource producers to participate in the federal agriculture conservation programs. The last Farm Bill established a 15% cost share differential for beginning farmers, and this type of support should be continued. Special attention should also be given to retiring and to beginning farmers, land transfers through land exiting the Conservation Reserve Program. Enact policy options to optimize the growth and development of local and regional food systems. One priority is to strengthen and promote the Farmer's Market Promotion Program. This includes increasing the funding for the Farmer's Market Promotion Program in the 2007 Farm Bill to at least $20 million per year. This program is meant to contribute to the direct marketing initiatives to help farmers and ranchers secure a larger share of the consumer food dollar and provide an economic boost to communities. The program can be assessed by farmers, co-ops, farmers' market authorities, local governments, and nonprofits to explore and establish direct marketing opportunities. Another priority is to fully fund and implement the Farm to Cafeteria program with $20 million per year. The Farm to Cafeteria program links farmers and schools to bring locally grown food into school meal programs. Across the country, these projects include salad bars filled with goods from farmers markets, seasonal items incorporated into lunch menus, school gardens teaching children how to raise healthy food, and other positive nutrition education. Passage of a strong farm to cure farm to cafeteria program will help school systems overcome barriers to serving fresh locally produced food in school lunch programs and provide a good market for farmers growing food for local communities. In conclusion, I would like to thank the United States House Ag Committee for the opportunity to testify. These issues are critically important to family farmers, rural America, the environment, and our food system. The text of Paul Sobosinski's testimony is available at www.landstewardshipproject.org backslash PR backslash 06 backslash NEWSR underscore 060722.htm. That's www.landstewardshipproject.org backslash PR backslash 06 backslash N-E-W-S-R underscore 060722.htm. For more on our policy work and to learn how you can help create a fair and sustainable farm bill, call 612-722-6377. That's 612-722-6377. Send your comments and suggestions about this podcast to me, Brian DeVore, at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. 
You can also call me at 612-729-6294. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician and LSB staffer who provided Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member and would like to support us, go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening.